What up, world? Back again. It is the tag team of two. Country Rap Report. Yours truly, Big XL. What up? It's your dude, Spank. And y'all know what it is. This is the Country Rap Report, the show where we give you our expert opinions, our reviews, our reactions on some of the greatest, latest country rap videos. Now, what we also do is we bring you guys exclusive interviews with some of your favorite artists in the genre of country rap. Now, this episode, we won't be reviewing, but we will be chopping it up. We will be talking to an artist who's making a major impact, an artist that's on the incline in this thing we call country rap. All right, before we bring them on, man, anything you want to say? Um, no, there's a lot of news going on. My wife been trying to keep me up to date with some stuff that's have it on social media because I just don't follow it. Um, well, tell her to hit me. I can make some shorts. Well, um, did you see the whole church and Jesse B stuff yesterday? I did see that. Um, yeah, that was that kind of made Jesse B's the year, year <laughs> life. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't mad at so, that. No, and the funny part is he said the same stuff that we said in the interview. So, um, what? about her being her, just plays her own path, you know, and ignore all the other noise, uh, to paraphrase what he said. He said it before the interview dropped? Oh, the interview drops tomorrow, so yes, he did. <laughs> Shout out to church, great minds. Mm-hmm. Great yeah, minds, exactly. how about that? Great minds. Okay. So Je- Jesse B is going to be having a hell of a week. Yeah, it's been, it's been a so far, so good. Like it started out good for it. Like all she got to do now is drop some. She dropped something by the end of the week. She's straight. Yeah. So yes, that's good. I good think marketing. I got. I think I got a message that something is dropping. Maybe Friday. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't. You know I don't. I, so much stuff comes. Go. What else? What else going on? What else going on? I'm. I might have to get to work tonight. <laughs> Test out these uh, shorts. I ain't gonna do a short on that one. I don't think that's. She can do her own short on that. Some news. Mm-hmm. That's all, the news I, that's all the news I know about because she, she know I try to keep up with Jesse B and West End and Coca. Um, like the people that support us, I support you. Okay. you know, that's how. That's definitely how I am. I, I learned. I got that from you. Support equals support. Equal support. You know what I'm going to start doing? I know a good short. Um, I don't know how to advertise this, but um, if we can get some country rap birthdays. Okay. I shout them out, even though the shorts be old. I shout them out. Something I don't know. Start shouting them out. So I'm just always adding, adding to the country rap report plate. Because you know, people always shout out Jay Z birthday and Meek Mill birthday, but no one shouts out Church's birthday and and Papa Fresh's birthday. Man, we got everything. Eventually, everything that's going on over there, I want it to be going on over here when it comes. The good stuff. The good stuff. Well, yeah, the good stuff. Not not the. Not all yeah. the rapage going on. We don't know that. Lead the rapage. They can leave all of that over there. Cannot use the R word. I'm sorry. They're taking advantage of. Yes. Yeah. We don't, we don't want to do none of that. But all this stuff, especially when it comes to exposure, if it's going on over there, I, I feel like we should somehow integrate it here because these artists deserve everything any other artists get. You, they should not be slighted because of a genre title. Well, Big Poe threw something in one of the comments, one of the premieres. He wanted to do a conference. 
And I don't know if Country Rap's big enough to do a conference. If it is, like, I mean, we probably are the two nerds to be able to do it, but I don't, you know I don't know if it's, it's big enough. You know what? I think that should be, I think before we do a conference, mm-hmm. oh, boy, you just gave me an idea. Well, before I gave it to you, you just, I, you know what? Maybe we should talk. I don't know how to make this work, mm-hmm. but maybe we should shoot for maybe next year. Or you know, I'm gonna throw it out there, and then you know you'll you'll get the. Maybe we should, and maybe we can get some sponsors involved. Right. A country rap report virtual conference. Okay. 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 I just let the wheels turn. We can have a panel, and then we can have people come on and ask questions to the panel. I'm, I'm more uh, apt to do that than I am a physical conference. Not well, anymore. I think I think with country rap at this point, virtual virtual will probably be better because it seems like everybody is so spread out. You feel what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But right. I think if we if we could somehow get Gator, um, if we could get, get lucky enough to get Church, definitely pull some established artists, maybe Ghost or or Drake. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Get, Try to get a producer. Dub, da, 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 da. Right. <laughs> Maybe we can get if we can get a producer label on just a panel. We could do it. Um, we could do it via Zoom, or we could actually do it live. We can do it live through live stream. It could be mm-hmm. me, you as the moderators. We can have our panel up there, and I can pull people up one at a time, or whoever's controlling the stream one at a time to ask their questions. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying, just something to put in the chamber. Since Big Paul threw it out there. Country Rap Report, Country Rap Music Symposium or something. Mm. I see your wheels turn. I smell it. <laughs> Symposium. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Are you moving that paper and that pen? I know when I get <laughs> a paper movie, you write something down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about it for sure. Um... I didn't, I didn't see Big Poe's comment, but I'm just saying it could work. I just think it would work virtually mm. at this point in the game, more so than saying we're going to get everybody to come to Macon or everybody to come to Atlanta. You feel what I'm saying? I, I feel that. And but I, I think, I, I think I if we've done it virtually, then that would let us think, hey, maybe this next year we should try to get people together. But I think the genre has to grow a lot more before – you know, because when I think conferences, I'm thinking Jack the Rapper. I'm thinking four, five thousand people coming out. You know what I'm saying? Salute the DJs. Southwest. Yes, yes. You know, A A three C. I'm thinking stuff like that. You know, because conferences have, you know, producers' rooms. You know, video, just different avenues. But I think it would be a good test to do it virtually. And I'm, I'm, I think I'm for that. I've talked myself into it. So now I just got to figure out the logistics of it and how it'll work. Or we could, or one more thing, and then we're going to bring our guests on. Or what about a quarterly Q&A? We, mm, we giving up Q&As in our damn uh, podcast. Do we, we trying to get them to, well, I'm all right with that because some of them might just want to ask indiscreetly or anonymously or whatever. So yeah, I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that too. We no, do both. I, no, no, I remember one time um last when we was talking about 
the hundred episode and you said you want to do it live. Um, live and me is a problem because I'm. That's what you're saying. A, you say you want to do it live. I know, but sometimes I need a filter, especially if it's a certain topic or certain hot button things. Then I don't. I need to think about that before I let it fart out my mouth. And sometimes live ain't no thinking. It's an impulse, and then that that could be a problem. Okay, well, just know now, at this point, the Country Rap Report, we have the capabilities of going live on the YouTube channel at any given time. Whether we want to do a special live Q&A with Colt Ford. We need a Q&A with us first. They do that in the chat room. I know, but we no, that ain't live. They need to be watching the damn episode. <laughs> we we oh, need to give them something live. Just one day, want to go live and say, "Look, the Country Rap Report, we're going live Monday at boom, boom, boom." Yes, coming. If yeah. y'all got any questions that you think we can help you with an answer, log on. Yes, questions, comments, concerns, put them out there. You they, don't like the way the Country Rap is is headed. Put it out there, and we'll try to figure out why you think that way and what we can do to fix it. Like, we are for the genre. Anybody else doing that? So, yeah, we, I'm all right with it. They can ask the questions in the chat, or they can ask the questions live, or they mm -hmm. can ask the question discreetly without their picture being shown. Because we can do it in the chat, or they can come up and be brought up just like me and you are brought up now, showing their, with their camera on, or right. they can be brought up with their avatar. Well, we need to schedule that. And it needs to be a night shoot or a night live thing, not a daytime thing. Because at definitely, definitely. 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm no, nah, that, that would not be a good. All one. I'm saying is put it in the think tank, put the conference in the think tank, and whenever you're down, I'm down. It's just all growth. Okay. The fact that we've said it here now, someone's like, oh, maybe I could beat them to it. Okay, nobody beat us to it. Yeah, you're right. Mm -mm. Nobody out there can do that. Can do this. They I think it'll be, I think it'll be dope though. And I think as um some of the messages uh, that we're getting from the people, um, I think they'd love to come in and talk. And I would like some of the naysayers too. Yeah, they can come on in. Mm, this is why it doesn't need to be live. Okay, well, I'm all right with that. No, because if it if it get out of control. Boop, 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 my bag, I dropped them. <laughs> you know, I've done radio for years, so dropping a collar ain't no problem. All right. Heather, Heather just walked in the room, so I could that'll be something I'll bring it up to her. I got one more thing. Boogie Brown and I Brown. we are working on, and this is this is this is the probably bigger than the TV thing for us. Asset district. Um, Yes, owner of asset distribution. And he's probably the one person who can do it because he's a distribution. We are trying to get the subcategory of country rap solidified. He said we need to start with a petition. So I'm going to start an online petition and we need the artists to help get people to sign the petition. We are trying to get the subcategory of country rap be official so that when you go to iTunes and you you want to search by chart, it says country rap right there, not hip hop. So that when we start putting out music, uh, whenever we want to randomly put it out without any structure, 
um, it'll be listed under country rap and it'll be our subcategory and we're going to listen to whoever we want to that is up under that category. Now, if we can get that and this distributor solicits it to the DSPs and then DSPs, all it takes is one DSP to say, okay, yeah, we'll do it. And then the rest of them will follow suit. But we need to start somewhere. And he said, we need to start with a petition. So I'm going to start a petition. Um, probably be up by the 1st of March. But so we'll, I'll have some campaigns and promotional stuff that we put around it. But by March 1, this will probably come out after March 1. So when you see the petition up, after you see this, and be like, oh, let me go see if it's up. Petition will be up. It'll be on our website. We need you to sign it. If you are a country rap fan, you need to sign it. If you are a country rap musician or producer or anybody that's doing graphics or video work, you need to sign it. You need to get your mama to sign it. You need to get your grandma. And we need as many signatures as possible because we need to let these people know that we are serious about country rap and country rap is serious about being legitimized and put out there for the industry. Definitely. And when we drop it, everybody needs to share it. And make sure if your fans like what you're doing, then, you know, because some of these guys might be being number one on the chart in the genre. They're going to be, well, it's hard. Imagine today. Kanye West came out. Looney came out. Bootsy came out. Lil Dirt came out. Like, some hitters came out today. Now, if you country rap and you're trying to come out today, fam, you way down on that list, bro. Because the way that they're doing these charts these days, they drop them. A whole album that's clean, the whole album that's uh, unedited, and then they might do a special edition. So you got three albums that you got to compete with with one damn artist, and you just dropped one. So you know you probably won't even chart in the 200s. You ain't even on the chart yet. And guess what they're going to do? In 60 days, they're going to hit you with the deluxe. Exactly. So now you got to, now you even matter. Like, damn, I just, I can't get around him. You know, that, that, the album's still there. And then on top of that, you still got labels out there, and this is some industry stuff. You still got labels out there buying their old catalog. You know, they if they're making ten million dollars a year, they're taking twenty five percent of that to recycle back into the old catalog to keep it moving, to keep it on the charts, so that they're continually making money and continually charting and continuously being in the public eye. You can't compete with that when it's all hip hop, but we can definitely compete in our own little space and nudge our way out. Like you know, you know what? Y'all get out the way. This is the, uh, this is our space. You don't belong over here. This is for country rap and country rap folks only. And it'll be it's this is the this is the kicker. Them downloads that Tom McDonald be shouting about every time he go platinum. I mean every time he go number one, or them. I saw some number two plaques from Adam, or I I saw some other plaques from other people where they charted and they won number one. It is going to be extremely easy. This is me giving you some industry insider. It would be extremely easy for you to go to number one on our chart. I'm talking about less than maybe two to 300 units and you'll be number one because it isn't a lot of movement around here. It's not a lot of moving parts. And I know this for a fact based on dealing with jazz and dealing with some lo-fi hip hop stuff. It's not a lot to chart when there's not a lot of competition. For me to get a number one single, we had on the, on the jazz chart, we had 45 downloads. 45. Number one. At, at 99 cents, we were number one. And that, that we were number one for 14 straight days. And, and all we had to do was have 40 to 50 downloads per day. 
Now imagine if that were you. You if you don't know 40 to 50 people, separate people, well that yeah, that you can go and talk to and say, hey, download my single. You know, you can do that in front of Walmart. You know, you give them a dollar and tell them to download it. Yeah. Now you just you recycling your own money, but you want that number one plaque, fam. That's what you want. You want that so they can go on your wall and you can be feeling proud about it and all that stuff. But this this is these are things that we are doing for you guys. So it's not a lot of the stuff y'all see, it'd be after the fact. Well, now we're giving you some insight on, on planning and, and logistics of what we're trying to do to help all of us, not just you as an artist, but all of us, because we're also consumers. We also listen and buy this stuff, you know, just like you guys do. So just be, just know that we are here for the genre and we're trying to do everything that we can in our power to make us be legitimized and be official. I'm tired of the randomness. I'm tired of the, the bullshit of people not taking us serious. I'm tired of all of that. Like if 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 y'all meet me halfway and listen to the critique and put out quality music and quality projects, then we will at least make the rest of the industry stand up and recognize, like, oh, they for real over there. This ain't just you know a hobby. This is what we're doing for you guys. Now you know what I think happened though. What's that? If it if it if we get the category right, right, you're gonna have artists from there trying to get in the category. You're right. So they probably need to have somebody over there that I know right they got now. filters. They got people that filter the 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 genres for other genres. So they should have it for country rap. You know, I'm not volunteering to do it, but somebody that listens to country rap a lot over there on on those DSPs should be the person to do it, not just some random person to be like, yeah, I'll do it. You know, pay me $20 an hour. Like, no, you know, it needs to be somebody that's legitimately into the industry or knows about the genre. Well, I'll do it for $20 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Think I can do it at work? <laughs> can I listen and work? Hey, man. Right, so look, man, I, when that petition comes, y'all please get aboard. Yes, get aboard yes. And let's make this happen for real. This is something we've been talking about. Hey, we get a we get a category. The next thing, maybe we will get a, a category at an award show. Yes, they have to recognize it then. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Now, as I told you, we're not reviewing today. Today, we're going to be talking to an emerging artist, someone who's who's paving his way in the country rap genre. So let me bring a, it a re-emerging artist. We're going to find out. Yeah. We're going to find out. We're going to find out, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome. To the country rap report as he boots up Fathead, the music child. I right, wait, wait, wait for his audio to connect. Should I give him the flip <laughs> that thing or we all right? What do you think? Um, let's see what it do. Because if, if if he's on the phone, then he probably does need to get the wider angle. Yeah, I like the wider angle. Yes, yeah. sir. We can hear you. Now I have one favor for you before we get into it. Okay. Can I, are you on a mobile device? Yeah. Can I get you to turn it for we can get the wide screen as opposed to the Michael Jordan vertical screen? He said the vertical. Yeah, one second there. Uh. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, he's going to be upside down for a minute. Bam! It didn't even take him that long. There you go. That works right there. Yeah, one second, fellas. Let me get a few things kinked out there. Messed up his whole setup. 
I'm definitely gonna start putting it. Yeah, get 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 right, yeah, get right. Ah uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and boys and girls, welcome to the country report. Fathead the music child, what's going on, my G? What's up, now y'all can hear me real good, loud and clear. Yes. yes, sir. I don't want to scream or have to, you know, distort none of the sound, but man, what's good? Spanking Vic, my dogs. <laughs> what, hey, up, what up, what up, um, We are humbled. We are humbled. And it's a pleasure for us to have you on the show. Likewise. Likewise, for sure, because as I had said in that message, what y'all are doing right now, boy, it plays such an important role five years down, probably not even that, two, three years down the road. They'll look back and know this was a staple of uh, it's kind of like that lighthouse when you're out in the middle of the ocean and they right. looking for that country rap report. Boom. There it is. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. I, I definitely, definitely appreciate this. That. Um, first thing I got to ask, man, I ask every artist this question off the rip. Where is Fathead the Music Child from and what made you fall in love with this art form? So I was born and raised in South Nashville, uh, Tennessee. And, uh, and so God intervened the first time ever I'd ever touched a microphone. My dad, he was uh, doing 225 life sentences and he had made it to uh, minimal security to where they had let these inmates have this fall festival. And so long story short, they had a stage set up and they was playing music and, you know, they got to passing the microphone around at seven years old with a Ninja Turtle sweater on. Oh, his mic just went out. Hold on. All right. You, said, you, you said seven years old with a Ninja with Turtle. Ninja Turtle. <laughs> yeah. On a penitentiary stage, and I performed nothing but a G thing and, and shook that. Every inmate took their brain out of the pen for that moment anyways. Nice. At seven? Seven years old. And get this. So it was so natural. I was moving the stage and all the above, and it was so good that they had me come back the following year at NCSC Minimum Security in Nashville, Tennessee, and performed Jenny Juice. <laughs> and, and see, this time I knew I was doing it, so I was so nervous. I stood like a popsicle stick through the whole performance. <laughs> but from that moment, I, I just knew that I found the niche at a young age, too, um, and just freestyled from seven to about... 12 years old, and that's when I realized it's more therapeutic and, and learned how to start writing and started taking shit serious. Okay, now you mentioned your father was incarcerated. Is he still incarcerated? No, nah, he passed in 2013. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of the things, man, I, I, I had to worry about a lot of my family members that I have lost to where now, you know, their soul is rested and I don't really have to put, you know, a worry about their condition. I come from a pretty rough background, so you know. All right. Well, speaking of background, man, if you don't mind, let's get into your background because when I hear your rhymes, I can tell that you come from something. Right. So I, I think most of my inspiration with rap music overall was more like Tupac, Dayton Family, UGK, A Volume, JG, you know, it wasn't just rap. It was a feeling of the music married with rap. And then the rap actually had a message. And so I think 
when Tupac says, here's a message to the newborn that, you know, that didn't believe, if you believe you can't achieve, just look at me, you know, stuff like that. Uh, it grabbed me and I gravitated towards, you know, music, real music, Scarface, you know, uh, DMX, one of my favorite artists, you know, um, so yeah, just getting a lot of inspiration from that 90s, mid 2000, you know, uh, music, early 90s to mid 2000. And uh, it's funny because, you know, I, it got in a lot of battle rapping in Nashville. There's a lot of shit going on in Nashville. You know, a lot of people in the world didn't know in the United States didn't know as far as like the rap scene. As y'all know, you know, there's a lot of people that's blown up out of Nashville as well. Mm -hmm. I didn't know Nashville had a rap scene. Right. That's what I'm saying. Young Buck. That ain't a rap scene. Like, he had one song. No, 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 no. Look, you had two nightclubs that had teen nights to do these battle raps. So Jelly Roll was running out of limits pretty much winning every week. And I was down at the cantina pretty much winning every week. To a point that, look here, they, they put an age restriction on the cantina because I was down there slaughtering grown-ass men. <laughs> I couldn't get back in the building. So at any point in time did you have to ever take it to the other club and battle Jelly Roll? So me and Jelly crossed paths twice. And on the second one, we both kind of agreed that neither one of us wanted to smoke from that point moving forward because we knew both of us was gladiators. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And then years later, we had, y'all might have seen it, we had a freestyle session at Big Smoke Studio. Uh, I think it was around 2010 maybe or so. And, uh, Outside of that, man, that's that's where I caught my break. You know, uh, like if I was to tie some things in without just putting a five-hour, you know, onslaught, the I was definitely destined to die or go to jail in terms of what my environment was. You know, mm -hmm. uh, from 11 years old, I had lived on the streets from that point all the way to when I met my wife. And the woman's important because that's what put my ass in check. See what I'm saying? So at that point, I basically promised her that if music got to a point that it was out of control, I'd, I'd walk away, you know, and, and get the family in pocket. And, you know, that's what God put on me. So I had to do that. So I sit away from the rap game for 10 solid years and, and watched a lot of my peers do their thing, watch some peers fall off. And, you know, the whole time I still had that itch in the back of me. So I knew it wasn't going to be forever, but I just had to become a man, you know, evolve all right, I have to ask, man, why is an 11-year-old child on the street? Well, uh, so, you know, I was born in Vine Hill Projects, for starters. And I went in and out of foster care probably four or five times up until the point of nine, eight, nine years old. And uh, my mom was a drug addict. My dad was a drug addict. My brother was a drug addict. They're all dead, drug-related. You know, yeah. so, um, and not to just get on the off serious note, you know what I'm saying? But I'm a pretty serious cat, so I, and I like putting a portion of my story out there because I know it happens today in the real world, you know. So just to sum it up pretty quick, you know, uh, my mom had been diagnosed with AIDS, and she came to me and knew that she was fixing to be going to jail as well. And she told me I'd have to learn to make money and survive on the streets. There was really nowhere to go, and I knew already at 11 that, I had to pivot away from getting in the government's radar because that's when they'd send me back to state or a foster care. So while living on the streets, I had to maintain staying in school and not getting truancy and, and play that government rule to keep myself under the radar enough to 
stay in the South Nashville streets where I was most comfortable. And uh, it wasn't for mom being real like that. I don't think I build the character or become the person, you know, that I have. So this ain't a story of, you know, uh, no pity me. This is a story of retribution. You know, this is a story of my mom keeping it so real that I would be prepared to where I'm at now. You know, I'm with my family. I beat the system. You know, you don't get to do that in too many lives. You know what I'm saying? So I'm blessed. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. All right, now, in that... From that was 11, a lot. That was a lot right there. You see, it, I, had, I, had to, I had to catch wind, but you know I'm, what? I'm still trying to... I like... I First of all, I think these type of stories are necessary. I don't think it should be just about who make you beats when you start rapping. So... I, when we talk to artists, I want to get that inner story because there's someone out there in the world who this is going to touch, they're living it, this is going to be a testimony to them. There's somebody in country rap right now that's dealing with this. Yes. Specifically. And we've talked to a couple. So, yes, I I understand it. I'm glad you came through it, bro. Um, And I'm glad that you did not let it sour you. Um, right. Well, and see, and that's a point. Let me I just let me buddy not to cut you off, but for that person that is going through it, if if in real quickly, self-reflectance. Okay. A good daily dose of self-reflectance will get you out of most situations in life, even the most dire ones. I promise self-reflection and telling yourself the truth. Because when these cats lie to themselves, then they're not going to get that progress that they're looking for, the progress they're looking for. Right. Just self-reflection. No doubt. All right. So at what age did you meet your wife? Uh, that'd be 2006. So I was 19, I think it was. Yeah. You just out there for seven years, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, it, well the first couple of years now, I was, you know, it was fun, I guess, in some crazy way, because I was a rebel and there wasn't no real kind of laws attached to what I was doing. But like at 13, I realized, like, this is wrong. You know, this is not right. So with my comeback, that's why I'm methodical about this this comeback, because Music Child is it's the opportunity for my first album back to be able to convey that message. Now, I didn't want to just pour all of it into one album so it didn't fall into that, you know, super depressed or super, you know, one tone. So I peppered some of my personal stories in as I intend to do over this three album run. That way, smart, you know, certain parts of the song, people can relate, reflect, and move on, you know. Okay. All right. Now, what during that 10 years of becoming a man, what kept you grounded but kept your ear to the street when it came to the music? And, he came and kept a man at strong? 11. He was a man at 11. He when, said when, he, he, he 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 had to do man stuff at eleven. He had to take care of himself on these streets at eleven. Like in that, boy, you you had some angels over you, brother. That at eleven trying to survive in the streets, there is no way a kid is supposed to survive those type of situations. No sir, you, you, you the are blessed. Time I, the last time I come out of foster care, my mom had called me from jail. And she told me, and I'm in a foster home in East Nashville, Tennessee. Mm. And she told me, she said, son, if you want to get back to South Nashville, I got a friend. You call him, he'll go to court and get custody of you and just tell him you'll give him the food stamps and the vouchers. and You won't even stay there. Just get you back to South Nashville. Don't get in trouble. And I went and did this in the court system. And this cat 
got custody of me. And he was one of my mom and dad's future friends. And uh, you talk about being a man. So when we got to his house, he put his hand out and shook his hand. I thought I'd be able to stay there as long as I went to school and stuff. But no, deal's a deal. And I respected it. I, I swallowed that lump and walked on because I was home. You know, right. and this is real life stuff right here we're talking about. You had to go? Yeah. Man, I'm just, this is a, a movie, bro. This is a this is yes. a, this is a real life movie that needs to be shown, bro. Think it's not even a it's not even a that's a small portion, brother. This three albums I'll be able to allude to a lot of it, but it is man, I've overcome, brother. God is great. You know what I'm saying? How many people have, now, now I'm digging into your business and I I'm I'm just oh, curious. I'm transparent, many, brother. I'm transparent. How many people have you seen die around you? I'm talking about just not just your family, the close family, but just the drug addicts and the being in the streets. Like there ain't even I've lost so many yet. Literally, not only have I lost count, brother, but it's almost like a a stone feeling when I hear it. Are you numb to it? Like so and so died, and I'm like, damn, that you can't even, especially after losing my mom and dad, brother, like I did. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of one of them deals that I was able to just kind of numb that out, but through shootouts and, and drug overdoses and, and just a lot a lot of a lot of stuff man it's it's uh are you putting this stuff in your rhymes absolutely are you leaning more towards recovery rap now because of that or are we trying to just stay cure core hip-hop? no no so this is more of a reality music i don't even want a lane i don't want a brand i don't okay. want I'm over here in my own world, constructing my own symphony, and and through this music, I'm I'm going to touch lives, and I know that you know it's supposed to happen this way, because like to tie into some more, you know, 2019, as I'd been out of the rap game so long, uh, by then I'd you know built me up a bag, and I got my family secured as an electrician, working every day, 40 hours, 50 hours a week. Good job, good job, and um. I had this accident, got caught on fire, bro. What? And I, I had third degree burns. My face was like Freddy Krueger, and um, man, COVID had just hit. So, you know, I was six hours in Vanderbilt Hospital, and they booted me right back out. And my wife, you know, she's every day she's having to scrape big ass wounds all over me and clean them, and man, it's a whole mess. But sitting on that couch for that month and a half at this point in time in life bank i'm thinking i'm looking back i'm like i got i got my daughter i got my niece got custody of her my brother that passed away you know i got my wife my dog working i, I got life by the balls and god's like now nah, sit down cuz so that month and a half i sit down and i said i know what it is i'm supposed to come back and do this music because i'm supposed to put this message out here i'm supposed to tell these stories because i'm cheating the world and so, honestly, I literally like it's time for me to come back. See, I had a I had a record label ten year run in Nashville with some of the grimiest music. You know, I've got the features with some top tier cats. I'm not a name dropper, but I've got three songs with Jelly Roll. I've done a song with Bravo Gator. I've done a song with Lex Top Dollar. I've got production from some of the best in Nashville. But separating from that and doing what I'm doing now, well, that's a whole nother grand plan. It's a foundation. It's a we ain't building teepees out here, you know what I'm saying? Right. Have you always recorded as Fathead the music channel? Yeah, Fathead. Okay. It's always been Fathead. Okay. All right. Now it's funny you mentioned those people, Bravo, 
Jelly, Lex, but those people now are in the genre of country rap. Right. So that's, and all those people actually came from, you know, some of those same elements of core hip hop. So it's almost, I tell people all the time when they say country rap, it's still hip hop. Everybody who does it, for the most part, have some type of hip hop roots. Right. Well, I mean, country rap, I feel like if you're, if you're living in the South and you've got that natural draw, you've got that natural twang already. And, you know, uh, it, country rap can be the, not the facade, but it can be the brand of it. That's fine. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a country rapper because I don't rap over banjos or, you know, I kind of alluded to that in my 16 bar challenge verse with the 30, you know, I don't need a straw hat. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just going to tell my story. I'm from the South and I'm a white rapper, so then that even kind of extends it even further. But, you know, I don't really look on nothing like that because it's like, you know, New York's got boom bap. You know, they got different elements of hip hop, per se. So why not? Because, I mean, UGK, Pimp C was the country rap tune at the very beginning of this thing. Yes, yes. Then you start talking David Banner and you start talking about all these Southern, you know, Lil Flip and the Ludacris and T.I. You got a lot of these Southern cats. Well, that's no different than country rap because them cats ain't living in, you know, sky rise, uh, high rise of uh, project housings and stuff like that, you know. So I like it. I mean, I'm not I'm not against it. I'm not, right. you know, to me, y'all are on point with knowing that these labels are fixing to try to come and bush hog everything, everything. Oh, you just opened up a can of worms. Oh, it's I'm coming. So I'm still on him being on fire. The, the fire. Yeah, I didn't even. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, let, let me not let's let me not go too fast, man. <laughs> it can't I, be too let much. me come back. If you don't it's mind me much. asking, if you don't mind me asking, how did you catch on fire? And you don't oh. look. You're afraid. I'm looking close, Bruh. So my hand has a little bit of some discoloration, but man, I was every weekend. You know, off my 40-hour week, I'd help her granddad, my wife's granddad, and his pole boy, and he'd always fill it with something. And we was working on a, a rotor tiller, so it's like a motorized, and it tills up the ground, okay? Well, we was tuning it up, and we had pulled the spark plug off and pulled the spark plug out, and he was going to, you know, gap the spark plug back out. And he told me, he said, you know, pull the rope to see if the motor's, make sure the motor's not locked up. Well, the rubber elbow that's on that spark plug wire it's got a little metal clasp and that's where electricity arcs. So when you pull that rope, it fires that thing up. You know what I'm saying? So with that spark plug not being in there and that rubber that was on that elbow had deteriorated and fell off. When I pulled that rope, it shot that gas right into that arc and straight on to be a flamethrower. And let me tell you, so in so many elements, I pulled my shirt from the backside over my head and that pulled a large amount of flames with it. And as I was patting myself out, her granddad was like, your head's still on fire. So I'm running and patting head and face. And uh, the surgeon, she could not believe because she said, you don't have no flame damage in your sinal cavity, in your mouth, your throat. She said, I don't know what made you close your eyes and hold your breath, but honey, you are like, you are lucky. And from that point, uh, it was just a healing process. And, you know, they told me the more I cleaned it, the more I would heal. And they gave me this real kind of... Uh, fire burn kind of um, petroleum jelly or something. Yeah. Kind of jelly. yeah. And I just applied it every day. And, and yeah, just, I can't, cause they thought my whole ear was going to fall off, bro. They, they literally was looking at my ear and seeing, cause I even learned it 
when you catch on fire, you burn for like 48 hours after the fact because of all your skin cells that's been shot and burnt and dying off. And so they thought I was going to lose my whole ear and, and everything just healed up, you know, uh, yet again, God's beautiful. God is great, man. Like th this, yes, this is motion picture ready. T tell me this ain't a movie, bro. I'm telling tell, you. Tell me this ain't a lifetime miniseries. <laughs> it's a Hallmark Presser right here, bro. With, with the music in it. <laughs> exactly. Right, so, so with the Music Child album, I've got a song called Running. I had released a visualizer for not long ago. I'll go ahead and plug that in. Uh, y'all make sure y'all go to Fat Ed, the Music Child's YouTube channel and check that out. But on the second verse, we've got a beat switch and, and I'm into that storytelling mode. And I tell a story about one time when I was 12 years old uh when in the summertime you can spend the night with friends so you can kind of wing it through the summer you know what i'm saying wintertime right. school's in it's cutthroat right, you right. Know, parents ain't going so here i am walking the streets three o'clock in the morning four in the morning freezing and i mean cold cold and i walk down the street and i look over and somebody's drying some clothes overnight and then i walk my ass over and sit under that dryer vent and i kept warm you know, and then the sun come up and I'm back on and going. So I wrote that in that song and I quoted Pop because I was like, if you believe you can't achieve, just look at me. A white boy from the projects. My father was that light pole trying to digest me walking down the road at 12 years old, heart feeling ice cold, thinking, how can I survive this below freezing? I'm not dreaming. I look over, see a drive in steam and somebody's doing laundry overnight, whatever reason. I just know I'm not leaving because it's freezing. Feeling numbed up. My eyes are looking really down as it sums up. Everybody out here looking for the come up while I'm over here thanking God for the sun when it comes up. So that's that's how I'm going to hit it every time. Every time. Man, you know, I don't even want to ask no questions. I won't really just want you to talk because <laughs> your, your, your story is making me forget every question I want to ask. Uh, sorry like, about that. Uh, no, yes. no, no, bro. I'm. Everyone needs to listen this interview watch this interview this story is it's incredible this um, is this is living proof that you cannot judge a book by its cover no first this, of this, all this this man has gone through more than most of us would have tolerated for one day but he's <clears> gone through it since you know the age of seven because he had to deal with dad stuff and then he had mom and other family stuff then he had to deal with his own personal stuff and you still here that's the testimony Blessed, part of it. Blessed. Bruh, this is, this got to be something. I mean, oh, it is. It's his we, three albums. It's got to be something. It's, it's three albums and they're coming. I got mm -hmm. one of them out already. So uh, you make sure you put the visuals with all of them damn songs because, bro, this is, this is, we need this a is a lot. Play or something. <laughs> yeah. Look, from an independent standpoint, I'm trying my best, y'all. Look, some of it were winging, but most of it we're learning and adapting and, and it seems to be like we're doing all right. You know, me and my wife, we uh, we conquer a lot. Right. So the, the team is you and your wife? Yeah. Bro, his wife has has pulled him through. Yes, that's the team. No, <laughs> yes. no, 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 no. I know. First of all, I tell guys all the time, forget your homeboys. Right. Your right. lady is your homeboy. Right. You, right. Your lady's one. Now, now I will. I will say this though. My, now, me and wife is the team, but um, I, there's a lot of working pieces amongst this album and everybody I mess with. And, and like I said, we ain't got to get into name dropping, but on the back end of that, this is important to all your artists out there. I pay very well. And what I mean by that is a friend can be a friend. If you pay somebody for what they're doing, 
they're going to be in a better mentality. Your music's going to hit a thousand percent better. So, uh, agree. That's, that's very agree. important. Agree. Very important. You, that, that, that is, you don't want that bad energy in your music anyway. You right. know, so, so if you did it right the, the, and you did it how you're supposed to, then you're putting the right energy in it so it'll be more receptive. A lot right. of people, they wonder why they, they mixtape or they, they songs don't move, but bro, you didn't pay for the beat. You stole right. the beat from YouTube. So right. you, put the, you put the energy into it. You know, you you reaping what you sowed. This that, it ain't on them. It's on you. So I, I totally understand it. I, I I agree with that whole philosophy there. Um, when you reemerged in the game, what was that like? You took ten years off. What was it like dusting the dust off the rhyme books or sharpening that pencil? What was it like getting back in the game? Well, it it it's a mixed bag. Okay, so. I'm a methodical person in the game called chess, you know what I'm saying, and whatnot. So half of me was already worried about who's doing what, what else is going on around us. I'm fixing to make this comeback. But my producer, you know, DJ O'Rig, shout out O'Rig. Uh, he works with a lot of people and stuff. But uh, me and him formed a great relationship from my touring days with Big Smo. And uh, so when I come back, I knew he would be my go-to. And the first thing he told me the first night we recorded, as I was telling him what my ambitions were, he said, that head, don't worry about nobody and focus on core fan base. Start with five people and let that number grow and don't worry about no, nothing else. And it changed my whole perception to point that it made it fun. I was actually eager. It's like being a kid again. Mind you, that booth was my sanctuary my whole life as, as far as I'm considered music was my parents. That's what taught me. That's what, you know, music was the only thing there when I was sleeping in cars or if I was on somebody's porch or if I was in somebody's house on their couch, it was always music. So with the comeback, there was a lot of built up, you know, energy. There was a, a lot of uh, pre thought out as I know how this three album run is going to go, but overall exciting and fun because, you know, being a record. So, one thing I didn't like is having to record once a week. I only had a Saturday slot because I live in Western Kentucky now. So, and that's nobody's fault but my own. It, you know, I'm just not accessible as much. So, uh, overall, just a great fun time. And now that I'm full effect back and I'm just getting started, all the bushes is getting shook. Believe that it's going to get real interesting. True story. Uh, 2011, my last Twitter post on FatEd615 was, I am I am the master ceremony. I am the music child. I will move the crowd. And then I checked out all social media and because I knew then what I was going to do. Mm -hmm. But when I broke ties and all, and I, I shit you not, I worked every day and I didn't listen to rap music for five of them 10 years. Oh, wow. All I listened to was country music and rock and roll while I worked my ass off. Really? Every day. Wow. Absolutely. 